All right. We're not even going to worry about an intro today. We're just going to get into it, Brooks. Ooh, that sounds nice. Oh, for the daddies. Live from Los Angeles, woo, California. You're listening to Power Move, Daddy. Yeah, we're making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan. Rockin' a cold one in each hand My buddy Dave and I are Americans Just making power moves Rippin' heaters and chugging paps Now you lied with no class Blowin' shit up and chasing ass Yeah, we're making power moves Yeah, we're making power moves Right to a Detroit groove It's all American dudes Out making power moves We're back, Brooks. Uh, let's all give a thanks. A shout out to Rich, Rich O'Toole, O'Toole for that wonderful Rich. Uh, show Rich O'Toole some love on iTunes and Spotify if you like new country. Mm-hmm. If you're into that sort of thing, man, um, you're gonna dig it. And you know, Rich put up a thing on his Instagram. He gave out a guitar to a young man, mm-hmm. uh, a, a little kid who uh, had had his dad pass away, and he bonded over Rich O'Toole music. And he reached out to the kid, and he gave him an autographed, brand new fucking uh, acoustic guitar for That's Christmas. That's great. That's nice. Uh, it'd be like me signing a microphone and giving it to someone, <laughs> and they're like, "I don't even know who you are." I'm like, "Take it. I'm being nice." You're the microphone. Yeah. Here's a little microphone for you to play with. Yeah. What do I plug it into? No, it's no, just it's, you know, you pretend just, it's a hairbrush. You scream. You just scream. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it would be ridiculous for either of us to give away a, anything, a guitar, anything. I like uh, rock and roll music. So I signed this for you. I don't yeah. know how to play one, but yeah. But yeah. Shout out to Rich O'Toole. Good dude. Good. There was dude. a point in my life where I owned two guitars and two surfboards and I couldn't <laughs> use any of them. <laughs> I was trying to will it into existence that that's who I was. I own 15 skateboards. (laughs) You can can skateboard. I can push and I can jump off curbs and I can really fail terribly at an ollie. But you can skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. But I certainly can't adequately skateboard. Neither of us. Both of us like. I'm an A to B skater. I've never tried to be anything else. Right. I use it to get around. Right. Transportation. Yeah. And we put a lot of miles on those skateboards. Oh, when I lived in New York, I was I was leaving my skateboard in so many bars. I'd have to go back the next day. Is there somebody leave a skateboard here? People love to break balls on people who are like, you know, thirties, forties and skateboard. Like, why? It's I, fun. It's great in New York. It was perfect for it's perfect for Manhattan, and it's great for our little neighborhood. It's great if for you Los Feliz. J- yes. Jaunt over to the coffee shop or a, or a, yeah. the bar for mm-hmm. an afternoon cold one. There's nothing better than like skating there and you, with headphones on. Oh you my feel gosh. so free. And then on the way back, you got that two beer buzz. You're in a fucking movie, man. Oh yeah, with the headphones. That's in. when you get like risky. That's oh. when I've always crashed. Yeah, I've yeah. always crashed when I've when I've skated somewhere and on the way home, mm. you, I've you got, got a little confidence. We got that liquid courage, and you're like, I'm gonna pop off this curb, and it's a high curb, and we it's were, gonna be so sweet. You feel me bombing down the hill on Hillhurst one time after we'd had some beers, and oh. I was like weaving in and out of cars, and it was like midnight, and that was maybe not our smartest. It's a move. major four lane. Yeah, and uh, I was flying. All right. And that was a you met me at a bar yeah. and you happened to have the skateboard. Yeah. I was and like, oh, that's how one of those cool things. Does this look? Yeah. Devil's uh Devil's uh playground is when you don't have the thing and you're not supposed to have it or sure. whatever that's saying. I don't know is. what you're talking about. I don't know. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Let's get into it, Brooks. All right. Trying to do my thing. Do my thing. I haven't seen you in a while, Michael. I've been gone for a week, and this is the first time we've really talked. What's What's been your thing? Oh, boy. It, you know, it, it, let's not be surprised at the fact that it's about the same thing that I'm always doing. This weekend, I had two Christmas parties, Brooks. Oh, two. wow. Back-to-back bangers. Saturday night and Sunday night Christmas party. A Sunday night Christmas party? Who would, what, who's doing a Sunday night Christmas Matt Bronger. Party? Matt Bronger, Bronger had people over did one? Oh. on a Sunday night. Sunday? Was it to keep everybody in check? I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. And uh, comedian Matt Dwyer has dedicated his life, essentially, to uh, making homemade pizzas. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out Matt Dwyer's Instagram, you will see it loaded with Chicago-style pizzas. He, he has become a scientist about this sort of thing. Ooh. So when when uh, Matt Dwyer is cooking for a party, it's just pizza, pizza, pizza coming out of the ovens, deep dish, Yum. different different types of Chicago wonderful. stuff. Really nice, really nice. But then, of course, um, uh, on Sunday morning, before we had pizza extravaganza, uh, Melissa got Wendy's delivered due to the fun and I open saw. bar that we had. Because when you have an open bar... Sure. There is uh, that that is going to make you want to get Wendy's in the morning. Mm-hmm. A bunch of uh, you, you can't turn down like fourteen dollar cocktails when it's open bar and free, and it's you want exciting. to try them all, yeah. all the signature ones. I had to mm-hmm. go down the full list, and Melissa's boss did the same, so I thought I could follow suit. Yeah, yeah. Follow, you know, look who's who's in charge. What are they doing? You, I can do that too. Then, right? Absolutely. That's that's. That's a good rule of thumb for you. If you have to go to a holiday party, monitor the drunkest uh, uh, senior level employee, senior level employee mm-hmm. and, and, and stick to that code. Whatever he's doing, whatever level he's at, stick at that, and you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. You're good. Brooks, what you been up to? Uh, I was in Lincoln, Nebraska doing some shows. They were fun. Thanks to all that dad who came out. Um, that's, so, that's so lovely. It's really fun. I love, I love the crossover. And then I went from, I drove from Lincoln to Waterloo, which is where my parents live. It's about four and a half hour drive. Uh, and I listened to the new Springsteen on Broadway on that drive. I saved it. Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify, but it's it's the his full performance. It was the best fucking thing I've ever heard. Now, were you in the mood for it, or Here's, was it actually the best thing? Because no, I've seen little clips where I'm a little bit. No, you gotta watch the whole thing. It's a story, man. It's oh, like I love I, I, I love the idea. Yes, yes, it's a play, man. And I was I was primed up for it, okay? Because it's all about how he left New Jersey and then he ended up coming back and wrote about New Jersey. And I'm as I'm driving through Iowa, so I have this like connection to where I'm like I didn't like Iowa growing up, yet it's become like my identity on stage. It's what I talk about being from the Midwest. So it's like it's your me, brand. It made me realize I'm like oh I like his brand is New Jersey, mine is Iowa, and I was driving through. Iowa, so I think it just hit hit all the right buttons at the right time. Do you think that you would have so much Iowa pride if you still lived in Iowa, Brooks? I don't have Iowa pride. I just talk about it. Sure, but it's part of your brand. It's part of your persona. Uh, yeah, but it's not. I, I don't have pride in Iowa. Just like I don't have pride in any. I don't have pride in like anything. It's just like I don't have what pride I, for the home, the state I'm from. No, I don't. It's but it's just what I know, and I can tell that story better than anyone. Yeah. I can tell the story about being from Manchester, Iowa, really well. And I, you know, that's what Springsteen said. He's like, he's not the best guitar player. He's not the best singer, but he can tell his story better than anyone. And that's like, I was like, yeah, I can tell this. 
what it's like to grow up in the Midwest and then move to the cities. Yeah, that's essentially what I do. Is it's yeah. the whole Michigan brand. It's dirtbag Michigan guys, and that that also aligns with any other dirtbag Midwestern uh, mm-hmm. middle class city in the United States. Um, and it's I I personally feel more of an attachment to where I'm from as time goes by and I'm not there and yes. I feel a longing for it and sure. I, and I miss my friends and I miss, mm-hmm. I miss certain restaurants and it gets worse and worse. And some people think, well, once you move away to a big city, you know, you're not even going to want that anymore. You know, the fact is, is that you can just want it more, yeah. more and more also, because it's something you can't have. Also big shout out to uh, the team that my brother's the wrestling coach of um, the uh, Waverly Shell Rock, Wahawks, I think they're the Wahawks, mm. the Gohawks. Uh, they won the Battle of Waterloo, which yeah. is a 32 team dual tournament, like the hardest tournament in Iowa. And so, shout out to them. That, that happened while I was there. It was awesome. It's so fun being around like high school sports. Like oh, when yeah. you've got skin in the game, yeah. your bros coaching, so fun. Because it's also like, it, again, like the people that have personal pride and where they live, like, that's it. There isn't the Brewers or there isn't the Detroit Pistons. Right. No, or the there best isn't part the Boston Bruins. Yeah, the best part it. is yeah, this is like this is a town of Waverly, maybe 10,000 people and they have the like like 40th best wrestling team in the United States. So it's like this town of all these like kids from local farms have gotten together and decided that they're going to be really good at a sport. It's, it's real dope. Friday night light shit, except oh. for the wrestling version. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, wrestling in Iowa isn't as big as football, but it's like it's as big as I think it gets, you know, mm-hmm. which it's, it's pretty, it's awesome. I love Iowa wrestling. Shout I have out. pride in Iowa wrestling more than any. See, shout out to Iowa wrestling. I love Iowa wrestling. And you know, who's from Iowa. That's a, the wrestler. Uh, that's very, very popular is uh, what's his, what's his nuts. I, I know everyone. Uh, I don't, I can't fathom. I don't from know the, who you're from talking the about. shield. Not Roman Reigns, not Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth Rollins, but he didn't wrestle growing up. We, but he's from there. His name's Kobe Lopez. He graduated a year behind me, like maybe ten, no, like maybe an hour up. Uh, but he didn't wrestle, so I don't have any connection oh, to so him. So he wasn't like you know he on didn't, the team. He didn't really. He didn't wrestle. He went to uh, um, he went to Bettendorf. So I know kids who like went to high school with him and stuff because we all went to the University of Iowa together. But um, said he's a nice guy, but I, I, I'm always a little like, you never wrestled? Why not? Brooks, this is a very your thing. You've uh, two days in a row taken uh, those scooter things. Oh, yeah, the scooters. I'm into them, Lime, man. or they yeah, do Yeah, let a, me explain it to a, listeners who don't know a, what we're talking about. These scooters have just started popping up everywhere. Yeah. And you just download an app on your phone. And then you just, you take a photo of the, you scan the barcode on it. And then it, you guess what? You have a scooter that does 30 plus, mm-hmm. like 30 to 35 it's an miles electric, an hour. It's a large sized electric, electric Razor scooter. Yeah. And Razor actually makes some of the mm-hmm. ones that are on our So I'm walking home. Uh, I see the last, last night I did it. And then today I did it. I was walking home and I'm like, well, here's a fucking scooter. I'm going to scoot home. And you tried it and you were it's like, so you know fun. what? It is convenient and it is great. It's so fun. They are eyesores. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah, it looks like a dump in our neighborhood. If you don't have them in, in your town yet, you know, I, they're I'm coming. Just, just because, you know, I, we live in a major metropolitan city and they're, whatever they're is new cities. is going to be everywhere. But yeah, I, I, I am not aware of them being in smaller cities, just like Lyft and Uber. Yeah, eventually. it's not like in Cedar Rapids or anything, but here's what I but will, it will say. Happen. Here's what I will say. I'm proficient on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. I am good at 
I used to razor scooter all the time. These things are fucking hard to ride. <laughs> are they really? Yes, they go. Can you fast. believe that me with all the gratuitous dumb bullshit that I do, yeah. I have not taken one yet. You will eat it so quick. I cannot <laughs> not not necessarily you, but like I can't believe women like not women, just adults everywhere aren't breaking their wrists on these things because they're fucking they are they go fast as shit. People are not prepared. No, I'm like, I was like, wow, this is way faster than I thought. And it's, it's really fun. It's actually like fun and fast. It's fun and fast. Some but people fucking hate these things. I mean, and, and, it's and, been, I, and, I, it's and been, I implore it's been them taken to down on, on South Park. And yeah. I think John Oliver might have done something on it. It's, it's, it's a pretty common complaint. I implore you to try it. See, and you will love it. That's the thing is like, you can't just say something sucks. Something sucks because you think it looks nerdy or something. Yeah. That's also my problem. You also don't want to my- pay a dollar to ride a 30 mile an hour uh, scooter down the street it's for so no fun. reason with a couple pops in you. It's fantastic. You're not yeah. going to hurt anyone else. You're mm-hmm. just going to kill yourself. Just give it a shot. That's your problem. That's also my problem that I learned like with like New York and LA is like hating on the Midwest without ever having ever lived there or the South. Like I hate on the South. I've never lived in the South. I don't know what it's like to live in the South. So I stopped hating on the South. You you can't just blindly talk shit on something you haven't experienced. Yeah. That's, 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 I think a common theme that we talk about on this program. Yeah. Just because we're our Midwestern people who've gone off into the world. There's real shitty parts of everywhere. Everywhere sucks. Everywhere sucks. You got to find the fucking nice parts of it. And damn anyone else who doesn't like you doing your thing. As long as it's not hurting anyone and it's making your life more convenient and happy. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I had. You, I tell a joke. You're gonna die someday. Yeah, I have a joke about wh- whatever city you live in is just picking, choosing where you want to regret everything. Well, speaking of, uh, let's check in with Buddy Bill, Big Toilet. Oh, is he Brits. back? Is he back with a little bit with he some is, pizzazz? He is back with four videos. I have four videos. Four videos. Okay. Big Toilet, rural Georgia. He's just mm-hmm. out there in rural Georgia doing his. He's gonna be rural the next. Juror. He's gonna be the next Queer Eye. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. That's where they. That's where they do. They all go to like rural Georgia, like outside of Atlanta. So it'd be so funny. We we should start a petition to get Big Toilet on Queer Eye. Get him. Get him. You know, maked over. Whatever it's called. Brooke, sadly, I think that's almost doable. Of yes. all the things that we try and do in mm-hmm. Hollywood, I think if we, me and you teamed up, we could get Big Toilet oh, onto Queer great. Eye. Great. And if he went by Big Toilet, yeah, he can't be Buddy Bill. He's got to be straight up Big Toilet. Mm-hmm. Let's check in. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, he makes me feel better about myself. Well, remember how Big Toilet was really sad? I feel mm-hmm. good. I feel uh, relieved that Big Toilet is back out in the world. He's he's feeling his oats again. He's yeah. ready to go get another handle and some, you know, some pee. Uh, Big Toilet. That means he's taken down. He took down three half gallons of rum. I don't. Oof. Yeah, it sounds impossible, but it's it's very, very true. I have documented evidence, sure. Brooks. Sure. Let's check in again with Buddy Bill. Big toilet rushing home. Stopped at the country buffet on the way home from work. Got his shit so bad. Squeezing the cheeks together. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. I ain't going to make it. 
So is he claiming that he stopped at Old Country Buffet alone? <laughs> this is what I was most excited to talk about, Brooks. He went to a buffet alone? Is there anything sadder than going to Old Country <laughs> Buffet by yourself? No, no, there's nothing sadder. With, with, the, with, those, with the fatso seats, with the high table and the oh giant booth that's like three feet away from you. Old Country Buffet alone. Have you been to, when's the last time you've been to like an Old Country Buffet mm. or a Sizzler? I don't scissors scissors recent because I like Sizzler. They have nachos. And I go there and I eat their nachos. Oh yeah, yeah. And Ponderosa Steakhouse always had scissors, the nacho cheese. Yeah. And here. that's what I always do because you're a lover of nacho cheese oh, as well. Oh my god, I douse. I ruin nachos. So when you have cheese. a buffet, you go to town. You just end up eating like a giant bowl of nacho mm-hmm. cheese because yes. everything else is not as good, and yeah. you can have whatever you nacho want. Nacho cheese and crab meat rangoons, man. But goddamn, if you have been to one of those uh, buffet establishments recently, the table is like a football field away from your fucking seat. Like, oh, really? They're enormous, Brooks. Like, let's say uh, the television right now. Okay. Six, that's where, like, the table is, and it's, it's co- your seat is cocked way back. So it's so like six, you're saying it's like six feet away. It's, I'm exaggerating. Sure. It's very far. Is it, it's for, like, is it for big fat slobs? It, well, I'm not going to say it's for big fat slobs, Brooks. I'm going to say it's for people um, who like who are to go to larger, old country buffet. Who are larger than life. And look, I don't, I don't mind a buffet. I love a solid buffet. Oh, yeah. But like a buffet alone is a little wild for me. Alone is a whole different operation. Yeah, I've never gone to a buffet alone. I have no problems eating alone. And I defend people who eat alone because I travel, I tour, it's my job. I eat alone sometimes because I don't know anyone. And guess what? I'm not sad. I'm having a fucking nice time at Applebee's by myself. Like, and so some people are like, oh, I, I hope that they're there here with somebody. Maybe they're having a fucking great time alone. No, I prefer to eat alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, like 100% just in general, except for like with Melissa, who I'm very, very comfortable or, with. Or, but like a buffet alone, that's weird. That is bizarre. I would yeah. never go do that. But in general, I prefer to eat alone. It's just. Sure. I think it stems back to in uh, junior high, I'm going to say, I think seventh grade, mm-hmm. this kid, Jimmy Mochin, um, every day, my mom would uh, fill my little Dukes of Hazard thermos with like raviolis, like the Chef Boyardee, and she'd heat them up. They'd stay warm until my lunch. Good Lord. And this, Your mom is like out of a fucking Hallmark. Well, movie. it's so cheap. I mean, it's, it's sure, cheap. But it's I'm cheap saying. eats. But every day at the lunch table, I would get all kinds of diarrhea and shit jokes and okay. barf jokes. Like, mm. what's what do you have, a mug of barf? And I am not one for, like, farting or belching at the dinner table. It really, like, makes me not be able to eat. And that sort of mm. thing just ingrained in my brain. And one day I was eating my, uh, my raviolis, and Jimmy Mochin came up behind me, and I had a brand-new uh, mesh St. Stephen's Titans uh, baseball hat. It was just the school I went to and I was very excited about it. And he slammed a piece of pizza on top of my hat and I had to fist fight him in oh, the middle of the lunchroom no. and I didn't get to That's eat my lunch. And then I had to go to the, and this fucking kid would torment me to the point where I got in, I would say six or seven full on fist fights with this kid because he just wouldn't stop. And he was from an abused home and well, I understand why he was frustrated. You can't eat pizza on clothes. You're a psychopath. Oh, God. Uh, made me so fucking mad. Either way, big toilet, you're a weirdo. Oh, well, there's more. Okay. Toilet don't play that shit. Toilet don't play. Give him my money, bitch. Give him my money, fucking. Toilet don't play that shit. Toilet ain't my shit. 
So Wait. toilet is threatening you to give him his money, pumpkin. What is? When did I say I was going to give him money? <laughs> I don't know. What is the money that I owe toilet? If you drank three half gallons of rum, you'd probably sure. think up a lot of things. Well, give me my money, pumpkin. I look, man. I, I don't. I, I don't owe you any money, big toilet. Uno mas. Okay. Your taste in music is trash. <laughs> who, who, who was that? Who sings that song? Um, it is uh, Papa Roach. Papa, Ro- Papa yeah, Roach. I mean, nothing is scarier than a man listening to Papa Roach alone saying he's going to kill you. Well, I think Papa... Uh, I got to move out. Big big Toilet, I think. He does not know where we live. Okay, Brooks. okay, okay. I think that he just got a Sirius XM. <laughs> No, this is absolutely... No, no, you're totally right. See, he just you're got totally Sirius XM, right. and he has access to all these other things. Previously, he only had one CD in his car, which was a Limp biscuit. You know what I started... Hot dog water. You know what you, you came in and told me to quiet down with last night, which I was doing my thing, but it was listening to Rage Against the Machine so loud while I was trying... Well, I was going to bed. You had on Rage Against the Machines, Rage Against the Machines, Ghost of Tom Jones. It was so loud that I couldn't hear the quiet television I was watching (laughs) in the living room off of your laptop. And because we live in such a cavernous, like hardwood floored, high ceiling house, it's weird how sound carries. Well, it was not, it's not like I was in an angsty mood or anything. It was just, I'm reading that, I'm super into Springsteen right now. So I was listening, I listened to The Ghost of Tom Joad from Springsteen and it's really, you know, haunting or whatever. And then I was like, oh, let's go over to Rage's version. And it's so different that I was like, oh man, I fucking forgot how much I loved Rage Against the Machine. Right. And then I just went down a real rage hole. Well, did you, when you were a kid, when that came out, did you? I didn't know. I thought that it was an original rage. Rage, yes. I had no idea. And then my brother was like, no, it's Springsteen. I was like, Springsteen's gay. Yeah. And he was like, no, actually, Springsteen's the fucking man. Also, when you're that age, you're not searching out classic rockers' new stuff. Exactly. (laughs) You've heard the other stuff. It's crazy that The Ghost of Tom Joad was written by Springsteen in 95. Uh Uh-huh. Crazy. And it does not sound like something that would be written by Bruce Springsteen. It's awesome. It's so good. Well, he he puts that uh, on the same boat as like... Uh, Nebraska, where he writes sad stuff. Right. It's so spring. I have like a way new appreciation for Springsteen. Chet out. Brooks, let's get into some power news you can use. I'm in. Uh, this is nunchuck news. Oh, I know Washington what's happening. Post. Yeah. No, you this know, is you know, you're familiar with this? Well, I saw the story and I was like, God damn right. You can't take away my nunchucks. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. So back in 1974, New York State decided to ban the possession of nunchucks as lawmakers feared they were becoming enticing tools of violence amongst hooligan children and street criminals who were exposed to the weapons on TV. You're not a hooligan if you're good at nunchucks. They were so dangerous. Dork. Lawmakers believed that not even karate teachers could keep them in a locker at home. Wow. <laughs> like, nunchucks are the jokiest weapon of you're all o- time. You're only hurting yourselves with nunchucks. So, but while being dangerous might have been a good enough reason then, it doesn't cut it anymore. A federal judge ruled on Friday in a 32-page ruling. 32 pages. Wow, on nunchucks. On nunchucks. 32 pages. Like, can least, you imagine writing had, anything that is 32 pages long? It's a nightmare. No, yeah, I hope he at least talks about Michelangelo once. So this U.S. District Judge... Did I get judge, that right? No, Pamela, is it Michael? Yes, it is Michelangelo. Pamela K. Chen. Very cool, lady daddy. Uh, she struck down New York's nunchuck ban as unconstitutional, finding that nunchucks are protected 
under the Second Amendment right to bear arms. Hell <laughs> yeah. As the founding fathers would have wanted. Would have wanted. I mean, that's like the only. I mean, I'm a liberal, and that's like the only time I am like, yeah, Second Amendment was right on that one. So Chen concluded that nunchucks are commonly used by law-abiding citizens, for example, by karate uh, enthusiasts or for self-defense. So therefore, banning them outright runs afoul of the Second Amendment. USA! Yeah. USA! That's great. But while the nunchucks ruling may be an important affirmation of those principles for gun rights advocates, after nearly 15 years of litigation, the ruling also represents a long-sought victory for one of New York for uh, one New York amateur martial artist. And this is the whole point of me presenting this okay. is this part. James Maloney, who is also a lawyer, had been arrested for possessing nunchucks at home in 2000. Oh my gosh. Since 2003 while representing himself, it's this is since 2003. 15 years he has been uh, dealing with this nunchuck thing. <laughs> He's nunchuck. argued that the law prevented him from teaching his children specialized karate moves that he invented involving <laughs> use of the nunchucks. Oh, that's great. He called his style Shavan Ha Lavan. Wow. Shafan Ha Lavan. And I should mention that uh, J.D. Resner uh, shot me over this story. Um, if you want to check out uh, Beyond Yacht Rock, fabulous podcast if you're into tunes. Uh, so Maloney's children are now grown, but his goal in the case extended well beyond passing down a martial arts style to his sons. He believed that the government's total ban on nunchucks in the home stripped him of the right to defend himself, which the Second Amendment uh, second uh, Supreme Court has said is a central principle of the Second Amendment. So this guy invented his own karate style and then sued uh, sued New York. He's the best. That's, these are all power moves. Yeah, it's an absolute power move. It's, I don't, here's what I will. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not hard to create your own style of fighting. No, it doesn't mean that it works. No, it doesn't mean it works. <laughs> I can. I've got the Brooks system. Hey kids, this is the uh, the Super Dragon Crane Kick Two yeah, Short Style. Exactly. What? Yeah, you just you do like a break dance move. Uh, you do the splits and then you uh, bust them in the grill with these nunchucks. <laughs> I lay on my back and I bicycle kick upwards <laughs> like Pele. It's yes. called the Pele. The ruling, if left in place, would make Massachusetts the only state to ban. Uh, the karate weapon outright, according to the ruling, which other states restrict the use of nunchucks in varying ways. Man, I love nunchucks. So it's just Massachusetts, man. Come Massachusetts, on. Massachusetts, get with it. Get with it. You can't have nunchucks in Massachusetts. I mean, I, they got dorks over at MIT and Harvard. <laughs> yeah, they now, need those. Yeah, you got to protect themselves. You got to protect those brains. Nunchucks are a fucking, we need nunchucks, Brooks. I think the last thing we need is nunchucks. We don't know how to use them. I'll That's the a, thing is like you have to be good at them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just two you, sticks in a mini chain. And you're just banging your elbow. Every time I've held nunchucks, I've fucked up an elbow. Do you know what would happen if either of us tried to attack the other one in the house <laughs> with nunchucks? Yeah. The other one without the nunchucks would just punch you in the nose yeah. and be like, well, that's done. It's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's just done. a quick who I'm grabbing those. I'm taking those away from you. It's the only weapon where somebody has it, you feel okay trying to take it away. Absolutely. You're not taking away a gun from someone. You're not taking away a knife. You're going to try to take away some nunchucks. Yeah, any nunchuck fight between two people who don't know how to use them just devolves into like Give a Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, George Costanza slap fight. Yeah. 100%. Let's move on to Montana Brooks. 
Oh, I'm wearing. I found my new hat. Talk about doing my thing. I found an old hat I used to not like. That's a rad wearing hat. It, wearing it right now. It says, Mo- Mo- says Montana on it. We'll have to throw that on the Insta. I used to. Know, I always, I bought this hat and then I had buyer's remorse. It was like you know three bucks in Joshua Tree. Oh, but, I love that hat. Yeah, and now I'm like confident enough to. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just it's a I'm, navy blue like dad hat that has an eagle on it and the a, word Montana. The word Montana. What else That's can it. you want? Yeah. A man accused, but of not an annoying. It's here's what I like about this hat. It's not in your face. It's not an in your face aggressive eagle. It's this tiny eagle, and then an even tinier. And what I like, all lowercase font says Montana. Sure. I just don't like aggressive hats. No, they're not shoving it down your face. They're just no. like Montana, right? Yeah. It's not like Montana, motherfuckers. No. Hey, Montana. It's Montana. big toilet didn't design that. Hat. No, no, big no. Big toilet no. be all screaming in your face pa- about how Montana's number one. Papa Roach would not be wearing this hat. Man accused of stealing two saxophones, playing them in Missoula uh, Police Department lobby. So this guy steals two saxophones and then shows directly up to the police department. Okay. With to play them? <laughs> A man accused of blaring stolen musical instruments in the face of law enforcement last week is facing new burglary charges while being held on a quarter million dollar bond. Michael O'Keefe last week walked into the Missoula City Hall equipped with multiple saxophones and began playing them loud in front of the police department. Wow. Uh, According to uh, uh, police uh, sergeant uh, officer Travis Welsh. So Welsh could hear the noise from his office deep in the police department's interior offices. He went outside to try reasoning with the man, he said. About the same time, the department received a call from a music store notifying authorities that two saxophones had been stolen that very morning. According to charging documents filed December 4th, O'Keefe allegedly took two saxophones from the stringed instrument division around 10 a.m. that day. An employee from the shop said that they saw a man carrying them out of the store. One sax was sax was reportedly valued at one thousand seven hundred dollars. The second was worth about uh, one thousand fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. So he shows up into the fucking like they they figure out really quickly in a small town. Yeah, two saxophones got reported missing, and, there's a and guy, now there's, there's a, a crazy psychopath. Yes, that's uh, wild. He told the officers that they were family heirlooms that had been stolen from him, but he was unable to provide any more details. Yeah. Whoa, it was no. one of those. That's wild. Those were mine. All. That's, a, that's a terrible power move to go rev an engine of something of a car you stole outside of the cop shop. Okay. So what he does, he's charged with felony burglary as well as criminal mischief and some damage done to the music store door. They charge him and they release him. They let him go because this is like, I don't know what to fucking do with this guy. Yeah, this isn't, yeah. They let him go. He turns up again around 6 a.m. Monday when law enforcement responded to a reported burglary on the 900 block of Cooper Street. One of the residents said he woke up to find O'Keefe, a neighbor, standing in his bedroom. Oh, no. (laughs) So he gets off and then just breaks into a guy's house and he's just standing there lurking. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable with this story. Uh, It's the worst. By then, O'Keefe had returned to his own apartment, uh, but police found evidence of someone breaking into three other apartments where several items had gone missing. Wow. So he stole all this shit and then just went on a rampage and broke into three apartments in his own apartment building. This is wild. This is absolute drugs. Yeah. This is where drugs become 
more important than you being in jail. Like mm-hmm. it's, it would be just as fine to be in jail as opposed to not, not having drugs. drugs. Yes. Fucking wild. What a but, piece of garbage. That, well, yeah. The, the power Terrible. move was showing up to the, to the cop shop, but right. I, I flew on a flight one time LAX to uh, Tampa uh, with Kenny G on the on the plane, oh. and uh, he wasn't that friendly. I was like, Mister G, could I get a photo? I, I got to get a photo with Mister G. G. And he's like, he's like acting like I was bothering him. I'm like, Well, you're carrying on a saxophone, and you look like you look. You're gonna get harassed. You're Kenny G. Yeah, which is probably and you why. have a saxophone with you. Right. You don't want to be noticed. Why don't you put that up in a bun and put a hat on? Okay, <laughs> Mr. Fucking Wavy Noodle Hair. Rambo doesn't get onto a plane with a big fucking machine gun. No, <laughs> he just tries to blend in. Yeah. Like oh, I'm just. Uh, a, you know, I've you know, uh, been uh, Vietnam, man. I, was, uh, you know, I, I can't get the blood off. I can't get it off. Man. This kid is everywhere. He shoots guy shoebox. Shoebox guy fucking. This guy fucking. This guy bombing. See, that would not be good blending in, Brooks. You can't just go on a Rambo tirade. You just got to be John J. Rambo. Also, and, like, blend in. I feel like our listeners know this, but in the for in Rambo in the book First Blood, uh, Rambo John Rambo dies at the end, and they were going to have him die at the end of the movie, and then they saw some dailies like the studio, and they were like, no, 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 we're making a sequel. He doesn't die at the end of this movie. They're shooting a new one. I'm excited. Yeah. If you haven't seen the last Rambo offering, oh boy, the one that came out last. What is it just called? I think Rambo? it's just called Rambo. Just called Rambo. Yeah. It is so fucking violent. It's so violent. And if you missed it and you like this show, you probably should go and see it's Rambo. It's pretty Post haste. Post haste. Yeah. I saw that in college. Oh, yeah. I have a good story about that, Brooks. Go ahead. I went to, I was on a double date. To go see um, you and two babes, uh, yeah. That's no. what you think a double date is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not a double date. Me, I'm two with, gals. I'm with uh, I'm with Brido, Mike Bridenstine, mm-hmm. and uh, and and two ladies, and we're on our way to go see um, it's the John, what's the Johnny Depp haircut movie? Blow? No, Barber of Seville. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. We're all going to Sweeney Todd. Oh right? fuck. Yeah. No thanks. And we get in the lobby, and I see that Rambo has come out, unbeknownst to me, and yeah. is playing at the exact same time. So I make the power move of saying, I got to see Rambo. I'm going to Rambo. I'm sorry. You went to Rambo alone? I went to Rambo alone while the three of them went <laughs> to Sweeney Todd. That's a great story. And after the movie, like, you know, we both came out, and, mm-hmm. oh, how's the movie? How's the movie? And I'm like, it was Awesome. Yeah. Rambo, like these, he these makes child, his, he makes his own machetes. These child rapists in Vietnam, they're raping all these kids, so it makes Rambo be able to kill him even worse. He shoots arrows filled with dynamite in their face, and their heads blow oh, up. It's so and it good. didn't stop for like an hour and a half. Yeah. It was so awesome. He killed so many like, people. Yeah. Hey, Brad, how was uh, how was your movie? Uh, I fucking want to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Sweeney Todd is a musical. It stinks. <laughs> Terrible. Boring. Accused drunk driver blames Muncie Rhodes, not fireball chugging, for crash into home. <laughs> <laughs> I love a power lie. Yeah, this is it. This is this is the one, Brooks. Okay. This is from Muncie, Indiana. A Muncie man allegedly chugging fireball whiskey when his speeding Jeep slammed into a house and injured multiple people. Oh, no. And he blamed the entire incident on the city's poor road quality, mm-hmm. according to police and court documents. Adds up. 
Michael Wayne Foster, 28, is facing nine charges, four felonies and five misdemeanors stemming from the crash on Tuesday night near the intersection of blah, blah, blah and Muncie. Those charges include operating while intoxicated, public intoxication, leaving the scene of the injury accident, disorderly conduct, intimidation, and resisting arrest. He's also charged with battery by bodily waste for allegedly spitting blood repeatedly on the officers who arrested him and medical staff at the hospital. So he's spitting on the officers who are trying to save him and then spitting blood at the medical staff at the hospital where he was taken for treatment immediately after the crash. No. good officers should do. Police said Foster also threatened to attack and assault nurses and officers. They should have let this fucker die. Yeah. Aside from Foster, two passengers in his Jeep and a couple living in the home were also hurt as a result of the crash. Uh, There was people in the Jeep? There's people in the Jeep and in the (laughs) house. They were okay with him driving, apparently. Oh, my gosh. He's crazy. Court documents said that one of the Jeep's passengers told investigators Foster was speeding down 18th Street, probably going 80 miles an hour, and was chugging fireball just before plowing into the house. At the hospital, police said that Foster admitted drinking. He maintained, I wouldn't have even hit the house if it wasn't for these shitty Muncie roads. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, you know... I disagree with everything this man said, but I, I like that he chugging uh, fireball going 80 miles an hour ugh, that's is a, that's a power move. It's a terrible power move. Yeah. That's of course you're going to run into a house. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. At least nobody died. Have you ever been in a car accident where the driver was drinking Brooks? Mm, no, no, I haven't. I was not. I was not. Don't drink and drive. But yeah. like, I remember kids in high school, like, you're in a small town. Um, we've talked about this before. When you go to, like, you drive by the popular, like, dive bar, the roadside tavern. Or Buffalo Wild Wings. It's fucking or, packed. Or whatever. It's packed. It's packed with cars that are there all night long. Yeah. You are not walking out of there okay to drive. Dude, listen listen to my next episode of Entry Level, uh, my podcast. I just interviewed Sean Green, who's a really great friend. He talked about how in high school... This kid on his football team pulled up when he was 16, pulled up drunk with a gun next to him and asked the car next to him for directions, not realizing it was a police car. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So he was like, hey, do you know how to get here? And they're like, okay, we're going to you're gonna step out. And then he just had a fucking gun on his seat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's not a power move. Oh, yeah. People in Saginaw, Michigan drive around with fucking guns in their car. Yeah. Drinking booze. Asking a we, cop We talk about it all the time. Drunk. Like, my... I had fathers uh, pick me up from events like like basketball games and 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 malls. Not my my parents did never never did this, but just open beers. Oh yeah, and then like a, then one on the side, one run ready to rock and mm-hmm. uh, in the cup holder number oh, two. Yeah, ah, I nope. get it. Those were the days. But now, sure. take a lift, motherfuckers. Yeah. Let's get into the P-mail, some Brooks. P- oh, the, the, did the listeners come through with the P-mail? Oh, you got some hot P-mail. If oh, that's not the hero. If you got a good power move or something you want to share, go ahead and shoot a P-mail over to Power Moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com. Right. G- give us your story, Daddy. First, Brooks, uh, we, we have a problem. Houston, okay. we have to address the P-zipper debate. Oh, yeah, we found out that we're... that the. 
we're wrong. We've been adamant about this. Like, I've never like met anyone who pe- soapbox city. I've never met screaming. anyone who peed through the zipper ever. Oh. But you don't notice. Maybe you never asked. Maybe you had the, never had the conversation. I just assumed. We had a listener. We had a daddy uh, email in, and um, you know he, he he took a little guff on the show. And I gotta say, you were right, dog. You were right. This is your time to shine, man. You were back in the swing of things. You were not wrong. Mm-hmm. And you should stand up high and you should talk some shit for me and Brooks going off off the goddamn uh, side of the road. you guys put your fucking wiener through the Zarlax pit. Uh. That is the zipper. So scary. So I tweeted. You're going to nick yourself. At my, on my Twitter account, um, at Pizza Nacho 69 uh, we have a huge debate going on for a month about how men should pee. At a urinal, do you unbuckle, unzip, whip out, or dick through zipper? Unbuckle, unzip, whip out, uh, 46%. So barn burner. 46%, 54% dick through zipper. 54 maniacs. And you think that, like, but going by, like, political, like, voting levels, like, yeah. 54% is, you're smoked. Yeah, no, I like, mean. Everything comes down to the wire now. Pretty wild. So then. What, what a world. I got greedy. And I had to uh, go out to the at dad boner account, which has much more followers because dad boner is cool and I stink. And we got 2,550 votes. And it was for settle a debate between me and Dave about how to properly whiz at a urinal. Do you unbuckle and zip whip out or pull peen through the zipper? 56%. Same. Oh, wow. Even more. 56% of the OG at dad boner daddies pull their peen through the zipper. And that's, you know, I don't can't do math because I'm stupid, but that's like a lot of thousand more than a thousand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a lot. Somebody just banged on our door. I think it just they just dropped off. No, nah, that's just like an Amazon. They're coming all day for the holiday season. Yeah, you do have quite the quite quite a package set up. Over um, those are presents from my mother for uh, Melissa and I. And I have been instructed to specifically not open them sometimes i think your parents are too nice to you that's probably that might be why you're the way you are well what way am i brooks i'm just saying you have too good of parents well way am i am i a clown to you am i am i a trash clown look man i'm just saying like this is uh, my parents are super nice and wonderful but the, the, the stuff you have going on over here, you got a full fucking Christmas morning. Yeah, but I know what a lot of this stuff is, Brooks. My, my parents give me some real I do cool have stuff. a Christmas morning. It's Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to go to Mexico. I know there's a cutting board in there. I'm going to have a Feliz Navidad. All right. This is called What Not to Vacuum. Okay. Mike, Brooks' quick story about vacuuming vomit reminded me of the time I got hammered and spilled a bunch of parm cheese on the kitchen floor when we got some za delivered. I vacuumed it up, being the responsible adult I am. The next time I used it, it smelled like feet and blue cheese in a sauna. Oh, God. So good. (laughs) Use a broom instead. Had to trash the vacuum. (laughs) And this is in reference to, uh, if you listen to episode 13... Brooks I, I threw stays, up. I threw up in my friend Santino's house, Andrew Santino's house, and vacuums up wet vomit and ruins his carpet and the vacuum. I just put the vacuum back in there and went home. And in the morning, he's like, "What the fuck did you do?" Well, look at someone checking and making you feel better, Brooks. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone makes mistakes. Also, two questions about Carl. While I have you, 
In the very beginning, when Anne catches him hunched over the tub and calls him a piece of shit, what was he doing? I've thought about this for years. Um, that is when Carl is left alone and he's he's on um, he's on I think pain or um, um, he's sick and he's taking meds and he's not supposed to drink, so he gets a sixer, thinks it's totally fine. Guns the sixer, and then he uh, essentially is is vomiting into the tub and passed out inside of the tub. <laughs> because for me, it just it, if you don't feel good, leaning over the tub is is cold, and it uh, it, it it gives you like this pressure on your insides, uh-huh. and, and kind of fills up the area where uh, all the poop and the poo oh and the and the barf are coming from. So you have a little pressure there. I think that that would be comforting. Um, last question. What does it mean when Silly Billy, the pizza driver, and Joseph from the pool crew were on a tether? Nick from Chicago, you can say this if you read it on the pod, happy holidays. Well, that's a nice thing. Uh, Silly Billy and uh, Joseph on a tether, those are uh, those are the ankle bracelets. Those are monitors. Oh, I didn't know that. In Michigan, we called them tethers because okay. just like, you know, like tetherball, yeah. No, yeah, tether. You, you, you're stuck, you, you're you stuck. can only go so far. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't know that. That's a cool name for an ankle bracelet. Silly Billy is named after, uh, it's not even his name. I didn't learn this until uh, forever. Uh, this guy called Silly Billy, uh, his whole life was actually, uh, that was his dad's name, but everyone just called him Silly Billy. And uh, Joe from the pool crew, um, that is from the actual pool crew that I worked at, but he was not on a tether. So there you go, buddy. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Let's move on. Fart matches. This is fart matches, Brooks. Okay. I have a tale about my great granddaddy and farting. That's pretty special. <laughs> this, is right. how, this is how, this is how, that's how every, uh, every, uh, 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 things should start. I have, I have a, tale a tale about, about my great granddaddy and farting that's pretty special. Back when my mom was younger, her grandpa re- had this power movie pulled when he ripped ass in public. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right before he was about to fart, he'd pull out his small box of matches and shake it as he farted, presumably hiding the sound of his flatulence from anyone nearby. I could see that being like an old school grandpa thing. Well, like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> he wasn't fooling anyone but he still acted like he had plausible deniability. So the other family members would just clear out the immediate area until the smell of his old guts dissipated. <laughs> the smell of his old guts. That's some good writing right and, there. Yeah. And they'd let him have his gross, but amusing joke <laughs> until yeah. his old guts. Years later, as he got older, his brain started to move more slowly as all of ours. Uh, so my mom said that uh, she'd just be sitting there in the living room and hear a thunderous fart across the room. <laughs> anyone in the room would look. And then o- he would shake. <laughs> anyone in the room would look over at him as he was fishing the matches out to shake them. <laughs> but five seconds too late oh, to master so the sound of the fart he'd already ripped. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> so all the while he just stared at anyone who dared challenge him on being late to the match shaking. That's great. A real power move that I just might steal for myself when I get old. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty funny. That's insane. So it's just almost he would that, fart and then he would make more noises. That was just attracting attention. Yeah. Like, do you smell that? It's cause I click click so click farted. Grandpa, Grandpa Rattler over there. <laughs> oh, he's rattling. Dirty white collar power moves. Hi, Mike and Wheeler. Wheeler, you're being called Wheeler. Sure, I like it. Yeah, it's a good name. You ever been called Wheeler? By people who don't know my last name's Wheelan. Mm, Brooks Wheeler. Yeah, Brooks Wheelhouse, as I call you. 
Sure. Or B-dubs, as B- always. B-dubs. Since you are both so impressed with my son's Matt, son Matt's po- spectrum power moves. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to re- Yes. I love his power moves. Yeah, this guy's great. This is the part of the show where I, I start to get stuttery and my eyes get tired and I can't read the fucking screen anymore. But we will plow on. I figured I'd share a story of what happens when his old man is doing his own thing. It's a multi-generational cautionary tale about when a truly garbage person somehow finds himself successful in the business world far beyond his breeding. (laughs) It's a long one, so settle in. A few years back, I got a fairly big promotion at work and was reporting to my new boss during the same week my parents needed me to house sit and keep an eye on their ridiculously ancient and foul bulldog Fred. With three cable channels and an old computer that I had already corrupted by pirating a million MP3s of yeah. Crew, Def Leppard, and Eddie Money doing my thing, it involved dipping into my dad's single malt scotch. I figured it was cool since my dad wasn't a drinker. The scotch was reserved for his yearly birthday ritual of getting shit hammered and proudly regaling all within earshot with misty eyed tales of the third world prostitutes he'd visited. He frequented during Navy shore leave. Okay. Power move (laughs) once a year. This guy who doesn't drink gets hammered on single malt scotch and brags about all the fucking uh, navy navy prostos he banged. I said I was at, uh, during a pitch the other day. I go, I don't know, get some, get him some prostos. And <laughs> you know, everyone in the pitch was pitching with uh, like you know executives, and they go, "What is prosto?" I go, "Prostitute." Uh, they go, "Okay, you shouldn't." It's like you shouldn't you you sh- you have a slang term for prostitute. I was like. Prostos. We say sex workos now. Yeah. Sex workos. Prostos. Sex workos. It's PC. The audience was frequently just. Yeah, my- this show's real PC, man. <laughs> oh, this is show very PC, hey, you know Michael. What? I tell you what, I, I took some guff from some guy this week on online about how everyone's getting soft because they're liberals. I think that overall on this show, we do a pretty good job of being respectful to women. Uh, we, of being uh, respectful yeah, no, I think, to people of other races. I think yes. that we're very sensitive about that, and we we're, should be. We're proud boys, Mike. Let's just I say it. it. We're proud boys of how we uh, behave. Brooks, we can't say no. <laughs> I don't want to be proud boys, Brooks. I don't want. I don't want to be known as proud boy. We're I just look pr- like I'm, proud I'm boys. just saying I'm proud of. I'm we a, both look like proud boys. I'm just saying, Mike, you should be a proud boy because someone's you've done a good this, job. Someone's going <laughs> to snip this out and ruin our careers. Yeah, well, we did to ourselves god damn it uh, i'm just saying okay you know what i don't think that being liberal means you got to be fucking soft i think that you can still go just as hard you just got to be a little fucking sensitive so that the people like lady daddies are offended or and can enjoy the show just the same just as anyone else yeah you can be a psycho and still have empathy that's right the audience was frequently just horrified Irish Catholic mom, Fred the Bulldog, and her friends who didn't seem terribly impressed with how many times he had the drip while in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Wait, wait, Buddy. wait, wait. Oh, fuck. Wait, wait. That came out of nowhere. Wait. Six times in case you're curious. <laughs> this guy was just fucking sticking sex workos <laughs> wow. at, at will with zero condos Boy. just i mean after five times wouldn't you be like i should not stick my wean in fucking diseased puss anymore maybe it's a bad idea but this guy apparently fucking loved it god bless him for it 
The single malt scotch went down so smooth, you guys. The hours passed quickly, and I eventually drifted off into consciousness. When I woke up 14 hours later, it sounds like how I fucking sleep. Yeah. I felt exactly like the human wreckage I am born to be. But business was at hand, and I had to get ready for work. Having forgot my contact solution at my house, I needed a quick rinse with Visine from my parents' medicine cabinet to pass as human. This is where things get weird. Within minutes, my vision was getting blurry and I could barely keep my eyes open. After inspecting my parents' Visine and calling an ophthalmologist, I discovered that I used some decade-old super-expired eye drops they gave Fred the dog when he got blasted <laughs> in the peepers by a skunk. <laughs> totally reasonable to hang oh on to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The good news was that my eyes were just fully dilated and not damaged. The bad news is due to the strength required for dogs, my pupils were going to be fully open for about a week, making Holy me look shit. like a lost boy <laughs> and feeling like I'm staring directly into the sun. Conveniently enough, my whoremongering dad offered up some <laughs> enormous blue blocker shades that he was given by the doctor who performed his cataract surgery. Not the doctor who's, who same treated the drip is my guess. Yeah. A bit of a win-win, as we say in the business world, I got to keep my eyes safe from the harsh brightness of a New England winter while getting to strut into my new office like Ric Flair and present myself as a fucking lunatic to my new boss <laughs> with my two-week homage to Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Top of the world, ma! Many months later and later, I had proven that I am only garbage from nine, 5 to 9 and TCB from 9 to 5. I found out she thought I was partially blind or completely nuts and was too polite to say anything. I love the podcast and hope to buy you both a scotch if you ever make it to Massachusetts. Rest in peace, Fred. Wow. What a great story. What a great story. Man, anytime you want to send it... Fred, anytime you want to send anything in, no, we're Fred's the dog. Oh, Fred's a dog. Oh, okay, okay. It's a dog. Either way, I like this. I like this listener. He he sends in great stuff. It takes a huge flip because it starts out with um a bunch of uh like uh it's just great like drinking booze and shit, and you think it's and then you have the beautiful part about how his dad got the drip six times in Nam, and then all of a sudden his eyes are fucked up, and it's just a simple little anecdote yep. about having to go to work with uh, blue blockers on. Really funny. Let's get into some power grooves. Power grooves. Okay, I actually did I did some research, okay? So my friend, this guy Sean Muller, if anybody lives in Davenport, in the Davenport area, go to he's he opened up um this place. It's called one of the West it's the best whiskey bar in Iowa called the Raccoon Motel. He opened it. What a cool guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's dope. He he books all he's he made Davenport really cool. He uh so when I'm in town, I talk to I him. love anyone who goes back to a midwestern smallish no, he town he never left oh he's he, he didn't never go away he never left he just was like i think we could create a cool scene here we're coming well, up to chicago i fucking love that too yeah he's he's like star, i'm not sure if he started but he definitely was in charge of this website called day trotter he had all these day trotter sessions yeah he's just recorded so many bands he's just like the reason iowa people are really cool it's just so, important so i hit him up whenever i'm back of like yo what 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 should i get into and he told me and he did not disappoint this band still woozy uh d uh w z z w -Z jesus <laughs> still and then w o o z y still woozy uh it's really good uh in the, this uh goodie bag 
is the name of the song. It's just like not what I normally would think he would like or what I normally think uh-huh. I would like, but it's good. I'll just play a sample real quick. Turn it off. We're going to get sued. No, but it's just, it's that sort of a groove. It's like that sort of a <laughs> that groove. That is not, that is, you're all over the fucking uh, card with the, with yeah, the tunes. Yeah, no, I know, but it's, it's good. I feel like Lady Daddies would dig it. Like, I'm like, this is great. It's really, it's just a good, funky, weird thing. And I, I, I love that you bring to the table some off, off the fucking wall shit because People can listen to it for three seconds and be like, nah, and turn it off. But like, no, that's how you discover music yeah. is being shown things that you are not by excited people, about. Well, also by people you respect. Like I respect Sean's and his music taste. So I'm like, at first I was like, I don't know. And then I listened to more of it. I was like, yeah, actually he's right. Sure. I'm going to go fucking um, straight up uh, real simple today, Brooks. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. I I, uh, I I have something else to uh, work up uh, for the power tunes. So I'm going real simple with uh, Kim Mitchell, Go For Soda. Who's that? It is this guy, Brooks. There's a picture Whoa, of him. Oh, he looks cool as hell. Right, Kim Mitchell was a, uh, was a rock star, a Canadian rock star. Um, he looks 80s, Canadian as fuck. 80s. He's smoking a cigarette on the cover of the of the thing. And, and it's, it's just a fucking weird, like simple classic rock style song that I think you'll really enjoy if you pump it up on like a Thursday or Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday after work. It's just fun. And maybe you haven't heard it. Maybe you like classic rock and this will add something into your fucking pile. But you know what I, I, what I love about power tunes, uh, power grooves. Is it grooves still or tunes? Power tunes. Grooves. I changed it to grooves. I think I, I think I fucking change it all the time. Sure. In the document here. Um, Ben Roy, who is a uh, part of the Growlix, Growlix. Who, who do the show. Uh, those who can't, those which, who can't. Which I just interviewed Andrew Overdahl on entry level. One of the funniest did. episodes of all time. You yes. did. Um, ben Roy, who is uh, one of the teachers. He is on that show. One of the creators, great fucking guy. Um, super interesting cat, but he used to do these uh, Instagram or Twitter stories where he's waking up his wife being a obnoxious morning DJ. Yeah, um, he's so which funny. Were, which are one of my, you know, like people are like, what's your favorite TV show? That was my favorite TV show. Ben Roy doing Donnie D in the morning as a morning radio DJ to wake up his wife or bother his kids. Um, so he also has a fucking fantastic band called, called Spells. Spells. Um, so, uh, you know, there's really no better way for me to explain this at the end of the show i'm gonna let i'm gonna play the ben roy he called me he, he left a donnie d in the morning intro for his song en vogue by spells and that's how we'll close the whole thing out and i'm so fucking excited but i'm gonna have to edit that's that great in. it can't do it live i want to thank all the daddies for five stars for all their fucking reviews for everyone who has gone to power moves with mikeburns.com and bought the merch i got some oh, new run what, what well, I, I can't even say what they are. When, like when I came in, I saw the K Money, my, my K Money pillow. You the, got the My Carl pillow. Yeah, I got one to check out the quality. I'm very, very impressed. It is. It's vibrant. Unsettling. It's vibrant. It's, it's staring unsettling. at you. It's fucking rad. I mean, if you have that in your house, you're fucking rad. Yep. 
Oh, absolutely. It, you're, it's a conversation piece for sure. Yeah. What is this? Um, it's a podcast about two where two idiots talk about all the dumb things that people do. And then also it's a Twitter feed about a fake person that someone else did uh, in secret for six years. Okay. That, that <laughs> sounds like I don't need to be a, your friend anymore. Or you are the coolest person in the whole fucking world. Exactly. Also, you can always check out, you can check out the uh, new patreon.com slash power moves with Mike Burns. Uh, I'm putting up episode, uh, by the time you hear this, you'll have, uh, chapter two of the power moves book, the audio book by Carl Walzine. And also I'm going to start doing twice a week, uh, top three to five. I don't know whether I'm going to play three or five songs, depending, um, power grooves episode extras. So I'm going to play the whole fucking song because it's uh, it's subscription only and you know, Who's going to do shit about that? I'm just going to play the fucking songs. Who gives a fuck? If they get taken down, they get taken down. But I don't see that happening unless one of you is a dirty rat. We can't call people rats, Michael. Well, if you go and call people out when Mike Burns is trying to play some vintage hip-hop song like for how, you to enjoy. Like how Donald Trump called Michael Cohen a rat. Hey, Mike Burns is not the fucking president. I can say a lot of things. No, I know. It's weird how I'm like, you're my roommate. Don't call someone a rat. Yet the president, I'm like, well, he gets to, I guess. Right. Anything else, Brooks? Oh. No, no, uh, that's it, man. I think everybody came out on, I'm done with the road for a minute. I'm just going to be opening for John Oliver in Philly uh, all New Year's. We're doing the Met. So if you come to that, cool. Other than that, I'm just fucking chilling. Very exciting. High five, Brooks. High five. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. <laughs> it's Johnny D in the morning, Zucker. You're, of course, listening to 97 in the rat race. And Johnny D here is 36. Till the hour, and uh, this weekend we're going to be downtown at Alpine Power Sports. We're going to be giving away uh, a couple tickets uh, to see Kip Winger, Rat, and Warrant live at the Adams County Amphitheater. So come on down, and you may you uh, you can also enter to win a brand new side by side by Polaris. In the meantime, we're going to be kicking off the next rock block with a little track by the band Spells, and this is In Vogue. Ha <laughs> ha!